hang up. Yeah. And we will go. We're not just going to start. We're going to go. Hi, I'm Wiggly. It's a very special occasion because tonight is another episode of Should Be Arcade Weekly. We're trying out a new thing here called Discord. It might be Discord from My Little Pony, in which case uh, shit's going to go sideways. I am joined by special one of the 8-bit geeks, and that is Kevin WK. Hi, I am Kevin. It's good to be back, man. I haven't talked to you guys in at least 14 years. Oh, you were on a show before? Yeah, you know, at least a couple, three, (laughs) couple dozen times. Did you ever hear me? My name's Wiggly. Hi, Wiggly. I don't know if you ever heard of me. You know what? I've heard great stories about you. Yeah, the stories are much better than me. (laughs) Oh, man. I I doubt that. You are are quite the storyteller, my friend. My fiance, when I met her, she really didn't want to talk to me. She thought I was Playboy. Otherwise known as uh, butterfly, meaning that I fly from flower to flower and deflower the flowers. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, and then uh, she thought I was gangster, and then she thought I was alien from another world. I said, "Jesus Christ, I like your version of me than me," <laughs> because because those everything is so polar opposite of me as far as gangster. And I'm a tree hugger. I mean, I'm a gun-toting tree hugger. <laughs> But I am a tree hugger, and I mean, I will fucking murder you, knock your fucking teeth down your throat, but I am a pacifist. Okay, so so it's kind of gangster. She's kind of got the story right. But it's it's not personal. I'm a pacifist, tree-hugging murderer. Oh, with gangsters, it's never personal. It's just all about that money. (laughs) If you're going to get in the way of the money, then you got to pay. I won't hurt a tree. It's actually my family. I will protect my family, and that's the only thing. One time, my ex-wife, this is great, 100% game talk, 0% filler, we talk games, <laughs> Arcade Weekly, should be Arcade Weekly. But one time, my wife's car stalled out because there was some big electrical problem, and we're in the middle of an intersection, and it stalled out, and I'm trying to push her to the side, and some asshole comes by in his big truck and goes, beep, 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 and I yelled, I will fucking murder you! <laughs> so that's what happens there. Don't fuck nice. with my family. Yeah. There you go. I, but I wouldn't hurt an animal or a tree. Right. They're not looking for anything, man. No. They're just trying to exist. That's all. That's right. So today's game that should be an arcade game is, surprise, surprise, from the PC Engine, the TurboGrafx-16, only my first favorite game system of all time. My second favorite, of course, being the Neo Geo. Classic. I got three memory cards, motherfucker. I could start my Magician Lord at home and finish it <laughs> at the kielbasa shop. Wait, <laughs> I wouldn't go to a kielbasa shop, a falafel shop. There you go. There you go. Yeah, they don't have those anymore. So man, today's... I, what, what happened? It's just about those memory cards, man. I remember being a kid and like always wanting to get one of those just to have it. And, and you every arcade I ever went to, the, the memory cards were always out. So, like, they would have the Neo Geos with, like, the four, you know, it'd be the four-slot ones. Yeah. And they would just never have a memory card. I feel like that's just something I want to own just to have. Oh, yeah. So, could I'm it, sure you can find them on eBay and everything like that now. But, man, as a kid, those things were impossible <laughs> to find. The batteries might be dead. That's the only problem. They did come with an internal battery. Oh, uh, did they? Okay. Yeah. But none of mine are dead, which is good. And not only that, but I hope you brought your headphones to the arcade because they also had a headphone port because the yes. sound was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, the TG-16 sound uh, definitely needs a little bit of help, although some people like the chip tunes from it. 
yeah. I don't think it's that great because remember we're we're dealing actually with an eight bit system that competed with the Famicom in Germ in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> in Japan, it starts with a J. By the way, it's 150,000 <laughs> degrees inside my studio because I forgot to put my air conditioner in the thing here. And of oh, course, no. at the Trapdoor Mansion, we do not have central air because it will would ruin the aesthetics of all my peg toys from the 1970s hanging on the wall <laughs> and my digital pinball machine that's in my studio and my Max wow. Steel RoboForce phone, G4 Cube. I can go on and on, but I will not because I've already gone on and on. So here is the game. Uh, but when the Turbo CD or PC Engine CD came out, that's when you got your fucking awesome music. And even though some of it was very chippy and electronic, especially uh, like metal electronic Japanese music. Yeah. Um, it still was amazing. Lords but, of Thunder comes to mind when the scene. Oh, yeah. Was, and yeah. that was a badass soundtrack. Yeah, we talked about that. And uh, as I mentioned, I thought Gate, Gate to Steel, or Gate of Steel, not mm. the Devo song Gate to Steel, uh, soundtrack that was uh, something I liked even better because it was more diverse. But that you have to listen to the previous episode of Arcade Weekly, should be Arcade Weekly for that. And so let's talk about the PC Engine game, one of my favorite games of all time, Hanatakadaka. And for some reason, Hanatakadaka is with an exclamation point and a question mark, which I can only assume Daka means some type of question. I don't know, because uh, Hanataka is part of a demon's name, and mm-hmm. I'll get into that. This was by Taito, and it only yes. came out for the PC Engine, and it came out in 1991. For 25 years, I only called it Super Long Nose Goblin, because... <laughs> That's the only way I can remember it. And, of course, this is one of the games that I paid like $125, you know, from California to get back in the day when it came out in in 91. Yeah. Yeah. On a fucking telephone, long distance to California on a payphone with with the bleachery machines running and trying to talk to the guy about which new PC Engine games came out. (sighs) Stuff like that. Before Play Asia, there was this. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. I don't know what that is even, so that's good. Oh, Play Asia. Yeah, I used to order from them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I used yeah. to get all my PS2 stuff, all my import PS2 stuff from Play Asia. That's what their name was. Chiz and I were trying to think of the name of them because we were going through stuff. She bought a new house. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, very nice. We were talking, where the hell did we used to order all our shit from? Like the toys and the everythings. And, oh yeah, uh, that was like the before Amazon, before like well, you wanted to get imports, mm. you had to go to Play Asia. Play Asia was had everything. They certainly did. Okay, uh, in fact, I wonder if that's where I bought. I'm thinking of PS2 with Katamari Damacy and my <laughs> my uh, uh, Ultraman game and and the Bonk, which was completely weird and no good. That had like a texture map backgrounds that looked like a sack boy. Uh, but it was with Bonk in front of it, yeah. So let's talk about Hana Takadaka. It's a side-scrolling shooter, and you're a fairly large character on screen, yet it's easy to navigate. You you don't get uh, cheap hits. Right. So let's start with the story. First of all, you're a fox person, uh, not a person fox. Um, slight <laughs> foreshadowing. Like a random toy in a McDonald's Happy Meal. <laughs> yes, it's you're a very cute anime fox, and uh, you're probably in a kimono, I think. 
Maybe. You go to answer the door. At least that's always what I thought it was, was a door. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be a box that's hanging on the wall. But you're going to to the door. You're expecting maybe your friends coming over, maybe your your siblings, maybe Ed McMahon's there with a giant... (laughs) check i don't know but instead you get cold cocked by this extending scissor wooden boxing glove and you're knocked half unconscious but then your skull cracks against a wall as you're falling back and there you go uh subdermal hematoma i don't know uh epidermal hematoma i'm not sure what it is (laughs) and then your girlfriend gets put on a missing person's parchment missing this is taking place somewhat between feudal japan and world war ii yeah i was gonna say there's no modern structures but there's enough there's at least concrete and stuff and like forest area and stuff like that it's kind of a weird combination yeah and they have like stores and everything like that like right in between levels you purchase stuff not purchase stuff you get the piece of the puzzle yes let's not forget about the puzzle that happens but everything's made out of wood so I guess instead of steampunk, it's wood punk, I guess <laughs> you would call it. Bamboo punk? That's quite possible. Although, you know what? Some just look like trees. There was that one scene, I think it was in the second level or third level, where you're where you're trying to shoot the bamboo poles, and then they're falling as you're shooting them. Which so you're is like, awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool for a game that came out in, what was this, 85? 91, yeah. actually. 91, okay. Yeah, it's definitely when they got a hold of that system and decided to mm. not just compete against the NES but blow it away yeah. and uh, that they did um, even though you are getting close to the end of it but uh, the PC Engine and I talk about this most times as new listeners it competed against the Super Famicom and it, mm-hmm. it was winning for uh, for a bit against even wow. the Super Famicom. And like I said, it's an 8-bit engine, but it has 16-bit graphic processor, and it, mm-hmm. I believe it has two eights and you know all this other shit, and that's why they called it the TG-16 when they brought it to America. Wow. Uh, they called it the PC Engine in Japan because they felt it was more like the power of a PC, and they also had a lot of arcade games, much like the FM Towns Marty would. Right. Or the FM Towns, I should say FM Towns computer at that time. So your fox gets brain concussed, and now he might have permanent nerve damage in one side of his body. We don't know. We don't find that out. But here's the twist. You don't go to save your girlfriend. Instead, you go to beg the services of the mystical super long-nosed goblin. (laughs) And uh, here's where we find out the TG-16 voice processing sampling ability, because it says... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, is Hanataka Taka. Yeah. Okay, boy. Okay, vocal compression of the 90, early 90s, late 80s. If you've seen Japanese folklore in games, you will see every Japanese folklore in this game. This mm-hmm. game is rife. I believe mm-hmm. that's the proper term with uh, Japanese folklore. In fact, if you like Japanese anything and you haven't played this game, then you, my friend, are a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Yes. Uh, you will see every representation of every Japanese ghost story or folklore. The caveat here is we don't see Sun Wukong uh, in Japanese, Sun Goku. We don't see Saru, and we definitely do not see Kakuen. But 
as you notice, I said Sun Wukong first because this is actually borrowed from Chinese folklore. So it's okay mm. we don't see Monkey King. And P.S. Uh, a human is a monkey minus three pieces of hair. Just had to mention that. Or I might have also gotten that backwards. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the Japanese knew that back then. That uh, And this is... When did that shit first come down in China? Um, the Wang Dynasty. So what's that, like 16th century maybe? Hmm. 1500 BC? Is that how it goes backwards or does it go forward in BC? I, I don't remember. Also, don't. <laughs> also other, another thing I want to mention. Although there are turtle men, no Gamera. And at first, no. I was very sad thinking that we would not see any of the Tohoian uh, such creatures. But fortunately, in the later stages, we do see Mothra, and it's full-blown Mothra. But Godzilla was wearing a kimono with a giant sash. And not only that, he had he was a wind-up Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, this is how we get around copyright laws. <laughs> The bosses in these games, man, they were hilarious. Like the passive-aggressive raccoon. The the raccoon that just looks super bored to be there. (laughs) The greatest part of this game is definitely the bosses. Let's just talk a little bit about what we're seeing here. Side-scrolling shooter and your protagonist is this super long-nosed goblin shooter guy. He Mm -hmm. is an oval-shaped fella. He has green wings and the red-nosed goblin mask, and a yellow babushka hat. I think it's a hat, but I call it a yellow babushka. He's wearing a blue onesie. He has the traditional white tabby socks and the Hiori shoes. Uh, yeah. Oops, I mean, actually, he's wearing Sandals. the Epon, the Epon Geta, Epon oh, okay. shoes, which means that instead of the two teeth, it has only the single teeth, also called the Tengu Geta, because... He is a super long-nosed goblin, which means he is a type of Tengu. So, I guess you are actually a Doi Tengu, which means you're like a sub-demon. Uh, in fact, that uh, long-nosed red-faced goblin mask is actually a Hanataka Dengu. That's why I thought Daka might mean something else because they have that question mark exclamation point. And unfortunately, we don't have Chris here to correct me and hopefully I'm not pissing people off, but this is all (laughs) I know. I was in a Japanese culture back when you would pay $100 for one VHS tape that had no subtitles and it was a copy of a Laserdisc. So, you know, that's the time period I'm pulling from. But also Green Wings. So mm-hmm. he's sort of like a show Koku Rijindan. He's the, both of those types of uh, Tengu demons, which I'm sure is very important to every listener. <laughs> the fan mail is going to be insane this week. <laughs> They're going to be correcting me. No, he's yeah. actually not a, a Rijindan. <laughs> And, and it's not just going to be like a one-sentence correction. It's going to be a whole paragraph, a whole yeah. diatribe. It's, it's going to be the history of Japanese <laughs> demons and uh, Footnotes gobba. and links. Indeed. Did you send me a picture of street sharks? Uh, not, Somebody not did, recently. which is good. <laughs> and on top of it, your magic ball bullet shooter is yeah. what I believe he's waving, which is either a fan or a three-leaf, uh, a three-leaf uh, leaf, or yeah, a three-feather like feather. Yeah. One thing we know is it is not the sweet, sweet cush leaf. 
But <laughs> it I, is not. I always thought of it as a magical fan. And the nice thing is I mentioned that, I think I mentioned that there's a charge capabilities of his bullets. And the really nice thing about it to jump all around, the thing we do when we jump around, jump, jump, and jump up and jump down, Daddy <laughs> Mac will make you jump. jump. Is Yes, okay, Chris thanks. Chris Cross will make you jump. He will. Uh-huh. Both of uh-huh. him's. With his pants on backwards. Make your own music video. Do it. Oh, my God. The yeah, Sega. I owned all of those, by the way. Wow. CC Music Factory. And what was the other one? They had Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch, CNC Whoa. Music Factory, Crisscross, Cross, NXS, which was, that was the odd man out there. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that was about it. I think there might have been one more. Sure, like Devo. No, there was not a Devo or I would have owned that. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to say Sewer something. Shark because they all look like poop. <laughs> that early 90s full motion video? Yeah, it was yeah, bad. Yeah, the FMV in a postage stamp. You might hear a lot of bing-bongs going on because I'm not turning off any of my electronic shit. Sorry. Uh, you know what's fun about that is that people think it's their things ringing when they're listening to this. <laughs> our our uh, wonderful extended family listeners. That's how Wiggly trolls you. That's it. That's all I can do. I don't know anything else about it. I don't even... Listen... Tell me what a cuck is, because I don't know. <laughs> you see, when two people love each other, Wiggly, they do things for each other. <laughs> they and cuck each other? And party comes in and does things to some one of them. Mm. The rest of it, I'll let the fans inform you. Honestly, what is a cuck? <laughs> From my internet lingo, I yeah. think it's just a, when you let a dude bang your wife. Oh, because I, I thought it was like a snowflake. Watch. Oh, so it's someone that capitulates. The thing is, it's all in political insults these days for some yeah. reason that... That some is reason. A bunch. Yeah, because <laughs> politics and cucking go hand in hand, apparently. Yeah, they do. What I was mentioning about the charge is the nice thing is you get a little ding-a-ling. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. Mm-hmm. When you're fully charged up, which is very, very nice. Yeah. Um, because then you know you can let go with a blast. Now the, um, the charge shot, that's awesome. It just spreads out and pretty much covers the screen at that point. And the neat thing is you have different styles of bombs and you have different styles of charge shots. Now, you don't have different types of regular shots. You're just yeah. regularly around. Kind of looks like you're shooting, like, teeth at people, like the regular shot. <laughs> electronic teeth. Yeah. Electric teeth. Dr. <laughs> teeth and the electric funk, whatever they call it. So that's your dude. That's who you are. And he also has an options, which means he has little babies, which also come out from his butt, mm-hmm. which you could pick up. Three, three little babies that can fall him or two little babies? Three of them. Legit. Yeah, three, three. Three little babies that can follow and also do some uh, shot damage stuff there. And that's also some foreshadowing. In fact, that's three shadowing because <laughs> there's going to be three foreshadows that happened with that one thing about the babies. Your normal en- enemies are the different mythological ghosts or uh, yokai, I guess you could or say. Or just random nature. <laughs> birds nature. flying around getting shot up. Diving mortar birds, uh, you have your flying chickens, which I warned about in previous episodes. This is why we cannot allow chickens to ever fly. Because they will fly, <laughs> they will turn around, and they will shoot a giant egg at you. So you have your casa, you have your abake, that's hopping cyclops umbrella. One of your main enemies, I always called them uh, duck-billed moles, but then I realized, hey, wait, what's a duck-billed mold? A platypus, right? So it's sort of like a platypus, I guess. Would you, is that what right. you would call it? I would consider it a platypus. I mean, I remember those from, like, Super Mario World. I think they were... Ah, oh, yes, they would, yes. 
So you'll see a lot of shit that you see in Mario games that mm-hmm. they didn't bother to change the types of enemy. Like even in Donkey Kong for the Game Boy, you see the umbrellas. The neat thing about this is that your turtles don't throw hammers, but your your platypussies throw. <laughs> and you grab them by, is that what it is? No, you grab them by the platypussies. Um, <laughs> and something I never noticed, because at this time that I played it in 91, I didn't know about Dr. Slump. But Ariel, or Ariel, or Ariel, because I, I never know how to say her name, because even when I watch the movies, I don't pay attention, but she's, Dr. Slump is definitely my favorite Japanese comic. Hands down, hands down, the funniest comic you could ever read. Um, and I, I recommend you get all of them. He's the guy that made Dragon Ball. So if you get oh, okay. the early manga of Dragon Ball, it's very good. Once you start getting in the Zs and the Pleas and the blah, 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 and the you know, all the other shit. Not Once as funny. Goku loses his tail, it's just not worth watching. Exactly. There's another monkey god, too. Um, yeah. But I never noticed that Ariel comes out, and she lifts up one of these houses, and she throws it at you. And that's exactly what Ariel can do. Ariel is a robot, and she's so strong that sometimes they show her, when she gets mad, she'll actually jump up, and she'll punch the earth, and the earth will split in half. <laughs> <laughs> It's a strong she is. So if you remember the purple hair girl that comes out and throws the hut at you, that's her. Okay. I want to mention any of the other uh, little enemies, bees, I guess you have. Uh, oh, bats. There we go. Yeah, There's the bats in there. So you got the, you got some typical Japanese shit going on. <laughs> Let's talk about the bosses. The first stage is my favorite boss of all time. All really? time. Oh, yeah. All time. And you'll see him on some of our podcast album art, cover art, if you ever are able to see that anymore because of all the shit gets stripped out of your feed. Um, <laughs> you're flying along, and all of a sudden you see this wrestling ring. But it's, yeah. once again, it's themed to this wood punk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so it's wooden ring posts. and it's, Wooden ropes. <laughs> I think it's hemp rope. Hemp rope ropes. Hemp rope. Yeah, it's I don't know, verbs. man. I didn't know Japanese messed with any kind of stuff like that. So, Well, I'll very, tell you, in, in America, at the turn of the century and before, uh, in the 1800s, if you were a farmer, you, it was mandatory that you grew hemp. Hmm. You had to grow hemp because it was used in everything. And this went on until, I think, the 1950s when Hearst got involved and Hearst won it things made out of petroleum because he was a big petroleum guy and he was a newspaper guy too he wanted newspapers made out of trees instead of hemp as paper a lot of paper was made out of hemp so then uh, he also got in cahoots with people in the government that said marahuchi is uh, bad for you not hemp you know marahuchi mm-hmm. and that's why you had all these crazy fucking Things like, uh, what was it called? Marijuana fever? What was that? Uh, reefer madness. Reefer madness. There you go. Reefer madness. Smoking marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And then you die after you jump out of a window. Um, oh, of course. So, so you approach this wrestling ring, and here you go, my favorite boss. He's probably a half to three-quarter screen high, Abdullah mm-hmm. the Butcher Potato. That's what I thought. I, that's exactly the description I thought because of the, the forehead scars is the, like exactly what I thought of Abdullah the Butcher. He is amazing. Such a shame that he is, I don't want to say wasted, 
but this is the only one obscure game that he graced. That's sad to me because this is such a cool character. And uh, so he's this potato guy. He has the vertical gig marks, as you uh, mentioned, on his forehead. By the way, you normally don't go vertical with your gig marks because you want to go horizontal so that when you furrow your brow after you blade yourself. If you you, uh, have the color, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Wrestling terms. Wear the crimson mask. He has them going uh, vertically, which that's hardcore. And if you know Abdullah the Butcher, his whole forehead was just a jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he would use a fork. Like he would get cut open and he would cut open his opponents with a fork. Yes. So that's why. And the way he would swing down on him, he would do that. He would do a vertical cut instead of a horizontal. So, man. He was not. That's exactly. It's kind of a signature of his. Uh, Abdullah Butcher to me is awesome. But as many fans as he has, he has much more detractors, and most of them are other wrestlers because he, he's really not a wrestler. He's just a big fat guy that lays on you and gigs himself open and mm-hmm. uh, maybe does a punch. I think that's yeah. his finishing move, the punch. <laughs> or the fork well, is actually his finishing move. Yeah, the fork. I was going to say, I don't know where he finds that fork. It's hiding, hiding under one of his arms or, or his tits or something like yeah. that. I don't know. That's but, the only thing I, that was missing from his was his giant boobies that meet in the back. Yeah, it's just, I think, because he just has no torso in this game. He's like an egg. He's like Mr. Potato Head. He is. Like, so there's just no room for uh, adding that stuff. Right. Just yeah. a quick thing on Abdullah. I think the reason a lot of wrestlers don't like him is because the dude's got like, He's, I mean, I don't know if he still wrestles now because of all this stuff, but he had like hepatitis and he was wrestling right. and bleeding all over everyone. And he kind of ruined it for some wrestlers. Like he gave other wrestlers hepatitis. Yeah. I know New Jack killed somebody, but didn't. No, he Abdullah... tried to. He, he even admitted it that he tried to murder people. Did Abdullah? I think Abdullah killed someone. I can't remember. It was locker room talk. I, I can't yeah. recall. But he didn't wrestle in America very much. Uh, he was big in Japan, and that's why we exactly. have him in here. So he has his, he has his uh, fresh gig marks on his forehead. He has his taped hands, black trunks that go all the way down. and yeah. he, So you can't see his cellulite, I guess. And then the, uh, or his potato eyes, I guess. He <laughs> and then he has the curled up uh, red tip shoes. Here's yeah. why I love him, not just because of how amazing he looks, is that his spread shots that he shoots at, and by the way, all the bosses can jump around and fly around the mm-hmm. screen, bounce around like a Pong or something. But my favorite reason is because his two spread shots is one is a spread shot of spit. He's yep. spitting on you. And then his gig opens up and blood droplets come out as another spread gig job and he gives you hepatitis so he gives you hepatitis (laughs) for some reason he has this orange lace orange uh, crescent that comes out from him and that's the only thing that ruins it for me yeah that's kind of out of character i know we're we're talking about realist realism in this game (laughs) yeah that one was a little out of nowhere so spitting on people and shooting blood out of your gig mark that's the mic drop this show is over we need talk no further (laughs) (laughs) but actually we do yes Second boss, also another favorite boss of mine, and this is the one that you, uh, I, I think were, oh, no, no, you you were yeah. going for the geisha I mentioned lady. him earlier. Uh, yes, you did mention the giant raccoon. He is a, in a coolie hat, uh, or what you might also call a, uh, a peasant farmer hat. 
Except his is made like, like out of metal. It's like a symbol. It's like a yeah, Zildjian symbol. symbol, like a Zildjian, <laughs> like it's like a uh, just straight up drum symbol as yes. a hat. He flies around too, and he throws the metal hat at you, and he drinks from a bottle of hooch. Some sort of drinking going on. He's got some pink under his eyes from it. I don't know. Uh, Abdullah's eyes are bloodshot, but for some reason, yeah. this guy just has pink mascara under his eyes. I don't know why. But what makes this giant raccoon boss so wonderful is his, and I talked about this too, his teeny tiny white pecker and his very large ground dragging white and pink sack. Is that what that is? Okay. Oh, yeah. I- Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to. I didn't want to call that out, but I guess that's exactly what I thought it would that be. That is what it is, and yeah. uh, fortunately, the red. Happy. Fortunately, the red is not coming out of his white tiny pecker, which is good. But <laughs> his balls are literally as large as his raccoon tail. Yeah, there's some like Van Wilder action going on there, just like dragging the ground. <laughs> what was the one when it got stuck in the zipper? Uh, oh, oh, that was Johnny um, Knoxville. Remember that he got his schlong stuck in the vending machine because he was he was trying to screw the soda machine. Oh and yeah, he yeah, his I do remember really that. Far. <laughs> and At first, I thought you were talking about something about Mary. When yeah, they something had that about Mary. Sipped up real quick. Yeah. Oh, oh, his his balls were stuck in there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but his balls don't get stuck in anything, and you don't have to shoot him in the balls. You just can shoot. Thankfully, him. yes. I mean, it's optional. You don't have to, but indeed. The only thing that gets close to this, I think we would see later on in the more graphic Super Big Brother uh, for the PS1, the big, I can't remember the name of that game in Japanese. I always called it Super Big Brother. It actually came out for the TG-16 uh, in a huh. more cartoony form. And then it became that clip art type of uh, Super Big Brother. If you don't know what that is, it's these really oiled up muscle men with holes in their head for some reason, I guess, because their brain is out. But you fight <laughs> lots of uh, interesting things, and one of the things you fight is a guy that has a, speaking of stretching penises, uh, that is his gimmick, is this penis that just stretches all over the screen and tries to hit you. Um, <laughs> but for 1991, and Taito no less, this first and second boss to me is just fucking amazing you think a title very serious games even their comedy games are done in a very tasteful respectful way or whatever you want to call it so seeing these uh giant ball and uh gigging uh bosses is just super to me what I was reading when I was kind of researching this game. Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad you read something about it. Yeah. Some people were actually uh, saying that the credits in the game actually hint that Na- uh, Natsume was the developer. So oh. maybe it could have been like Taito might have been like either co-developer slash publisher. And then mm-hmm. like Natsume could have been the one that really worked on it. thus why it doesn't seem very Taito-ish. But it's <laughs> definitely beautiful art. Yeah, uh, Natsume. I mean, Natsume did a great. I mean, they do amazing jobs. They did what Power Blade Two, mm-hmm. for the, like around that era. Uh, they did some all kinds of stuff. But yeah, yeah so I can see that. After reading that, it pretty much kind of it tipped me off, like why this was so weird. Do you have any information on the story behind it? Because no. I mean, all we get is you, the fox's fox wife is kidnapped. Yeah. And that he goes to pray to Hanataka Daka Goblin to save her. 
that's all we know. And you also mm-hmm. collect these pieces that drop from the bosses or drop from your the end of level tiny protagonist uh, if you find the hidden areas, uh, the hidden stages. There are many hidden stages in this game as well. Yeah, and you have to find where the uh, little boss is hiding. Third boss, yes, yes indeed. Now you fight a seated Buddha statue. Yes. Now we also saw uh, fighting a Buddha in PP PP Boys. What's that? I can't remember that other PP Kids, something like that for the TG sixteen. We there's talked a, about that. It before. seems like there's a lot of games where you fight this Buddha character. It was the one game you made us play. That was one of the bosses, and it just seems like that's kind of like. It was kind of a thing back then. Kind of <laughs> just fight the, the peaceful Buddha. Fight, yeah, I was going to say fight the most peaceful like in, in reality characters. Now, so. that's not to say that Buddhists are always peaceful because Buddhists definitely do have wars against uh, Muslims. But that's uh, over territory. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting uh, to know that if you didn't know that fact. But soon uh, the statue's head flies off and inside of those is one of those platypus size. And uh, that happens. The Buddha's head is flying around. What's interesting about this seat of Buddha is his arm constantly stays up. He's constantly in the lotus position, I could say, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he has a propeller under him, and that's what makes him able to fly around. Because actually, this takes place in a sky where there was a sky ship and things like that that you destroyed. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of unremarkable, as much as I love. Some kind of like skeleton pirates that I thought were like pandas at first. I think that's next. You get the skeleton pirates in the ocean. Yeah, which I thought. Oh, okay, you're right. I'm thinking of the yeah. When you said ship, that's what I thought. Of. Yeah, it was it was it's like a, a flying helicopter type of thing, and I love doing the giant airships. I love fighting them, but this one is just you're going through like the middle of it, and there's only cannons that come out, appear, and shoot at you, and then there's this grid underneath for some reason, as if you're actually fighting the game, you know, and you see. <laughs> You see the drawing underneath the ship or something on graph paper. Maybe they run out of time. At this point, once you beat the Buddha, if uh, if you've collected all the pieces of the map uh, to this point, which is about half the map, I believe that's how it happens. The fox girlfriend is dropped by the Buddha. Now, I can't say for sure because I did find uh, all of his hidey holes. Um, and I can't remember way back in the day when I first played it if I did but it doesn't matter because the game goes on yeah that's the thing that throws me off it's like okay cool you found the girl it's like now does the does the monster want revenge for something because he keeps going (laughs) yes you need to collect all the parts of this map which I can only imagine is an incantation or something I have no idea what it is is it something that stops I I thought it would just been something in kanji but I guess not I mean it's just once you beat the game you see yeah it's like it's it's just pictures I don't know is this something is this something that you throw at the undead's head and they disappear I don't know Right, right, yeah, that reminds me of uh, Robo Vampire, where he had to put, like, the spell on top of the vampire, or the zombie, or whatever. Right, yes, I love that. Yes. Next, you get a choo-choo, and then also the Strawberry Festival is represented Mm -hmm. here in this game. They took some liberties with levels later on, like the Strawberry level, and then we'll go on to, uh, you know, like the Space level is my favorite. Right. Now let's mix in the bosses, I guess, with some of the some of the level backgrounds, I think. The next boss, I think, is the giant Geisha. This is my favorite. More <laughs> amazing stuff. On other episodes, we talked about the Japanese thinking 
that they created Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Even though I'm spoiling, I'm not spoiling. <laughs> but they think that's their own creation, and he appears in a lot of games. And uh, yes. I think that's amazing. Because and then after- also Freddy is in there, too. Oh! Now you spoiled my oh, surprise. Oh, okay, okay. That's okay. okay. We'll, we'll re-edit that. There. No, we don't have to re-edit. We're going to go. This is all live. We don't edit this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't spend hours truncating the show and then editing it later. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, so... So you have this geisha lady, and as soon as you knock her geisha mask off, her face becomes Jason. Mm-hmm. The fully masked Jason. I think it is bumps on his head, so it might be. Uh, no, it's it's perfectly round. But I mean, oh, it is. Okay, you, you obviously know it's. And when you're fighting her, yes. you could see like she has a mask behind her. Like you see the the back part, like the the strap of the mask. Right, so right, right. It's not a huge surprise when you knock her first face off. Well. It's a surprise that it's Jason, I think. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and her fans that she was throwing become uh, axes. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more, as you said. And you knock Jason's mask off, and it's Freddy Krueger, and now you're getting claws thrown at you. Exactly. And keep in mind that even though their heads are changing like a Mr. Potato Head, they're still in her geisha robe. <laughs> yes, which makes it even weirder. <laughs> Amazing. So, I mean, it seems like something Freddy would do. I'm not so much Jason. <laughs> Freddy wear a geisha robe. I got you. But also yeah. maybe he disguised himself as a geisha girl. And then maybe he disguised himself as Jason. And isn't it amazing that 1991 until the year 2000, we wouldn't get Freddy versus Jason? No. Right? The, the closest it was hinted was in, I want to say, 93 or 94 with Friday the 13th Part 9. Uh, the <gasps> final Friday. or not? Yeah, the final Friday. Okay. Because at the end of it, the mask was laying on the ground, and then Freddy's glove comes out and pulls it underneath right. and drags it to hell. Right, and that right, was like right. the closest we were going to get behind the scenes. It was New Line Cinema owned both franchises finally, so no, they I were didn't able get to get away with it. I didn't get shit messed up, right? The, he, he's Jason Voorhees. He's not Halloween. Halloween is... Yeah. Uh, Jason Voorhees is uh, Friday 13. Michael okay. Myers Michael is Myers. Halloween. Michael Myers, that's right. Mystery Man of Intrigue. Is, yeah, uh, <laughs> the the one who can get blown up, shot, stabbed, everything, and will come back to life until Buster Rhymes does some shitty kickboxing on you, and then you're dead for real, <laughs> for realsies. So now, <laughs> Atom. So now you're on that ship level. It's a skeleton ship, ghost ship with mm-hmm. skeletons on it, which I love. Yeah. That's... First I thought they were like weird, like sea pandas, but I guess then I looked closer <laughs> and it was skeletons. They can be because things are chibi. And then this is the one that has a hidden outer space level with the constellations already connected for you. So you don't have to guess which constellations they are. And a globe of the Earth. (laughs) And also the ball-footed UFOs that Kyle loves so much. Uh, Now you're back to the ocean again and you're fighting floating sperm whales. I think they're sperm whales anyway. They're big blue whales. Maybe they're blue whales because they're blue. How about that? Yeah. And you get the Eskimos. And you'll also notice that this takes place before global warming because there's still a (laughs) lot of icebergs. And here's where we get a lot of our, Jesus, burp, by the way, pink squids. Yeah. You can go underwater or overwater. The pink squids, they blow up and burst like your dig dug creatures. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of dig dug when you pump them up and they start getting bigger and bigger until eventually they explode. 
And as purple squids do in Japanese games, they of course cry a little bit or have snot bubbles. In this case, they cry. So and, stop killing squid. <laughs> yeah. No, I say do. This level's boss, you get a giant pirate squid in a little boat. I think he's like a real pirate. Like he just wears a babushka. He's not even wearing <laughs> a funny hat, you know? And he's this giant squid in a little boat and he has a whistle though in his mouth. So this <laughs> yeah. is weird. And all he does is use his whistle to summon those diving birds. I can't mm -hmm. remember what those they're called, those diving ocean birds. I don't think they're seagulls because no. they can actually fly when they're underwater, and I don't remember what they're called. I don't know what they are, but it's, it's hilarious that a squid has to sit on a boat to attack you. <laughs> and use birds. And the funny thing about these uh, ocean bee birds is that they're wearing uh, swimming goggles. Yeah, because, they, you know, of course, they've got to see underwater. <laughs> they can. So, once again, here you could uh, fight above the ocean or below the ocean, and um, these birds do dive bomb on you. So, you're probably going to be going under the ocean to try to get out of the way of them while you're still shooting them. And mm -hmm. uh, this is a good place to use some of your bomb bombs or your spread shots. Well, the, all the bosses, right. you want to try to use your spread shots. You have limited bombs. Oh, I forgot. There's also the Upside Down. And here you go into the Upside Down. And as I mentioned, you fight all these mythical creatures, especially the little bald boy that throws rocks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, completely mythical. <laughs> Big part of uh, Japanese uh, mythic history. <laughs> but when you're in the Upside Down, this is what's interesting to me because the little boy that throws rocks, gravity is also Upside Down on the ceiling mm. here. So when he throws the rock, it arcs up. It arcs up to you and down to him because he's in the upside down. But he's also on the ground throwing things, uh, throwing these uh, arcing things at you too. You have musket men. Uh, I forgot about them. You have uh, mm -hmm. flipping ninjas like you would in every game. That is also the stage with the Godzilla where like the wind up Godzilla right. while you're fighting the ninjas. Now you see the, the castle. Or are we already in the castle? We might be in the castle We're, already. Like this level starts off on the way to the castle, and then the, in the castle, the castle's kind of broken. Yes, so you, you turn like, into the hidden Castlevania level. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's straight up Castlevania. You got the bats. You got mm -hmm. spiky things. Candles. Candles. Things are broken down. Yeah. And now you're in the final part of the final castle stage. I've never seen this in a game. Even like in Mr. Mosquito, I never saw this. Moxquito is what my uh, fiance calls them, Moxquitos. She's from Thailand, so ah. she says Moxquito, and I love it. I say, please say that word again. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot more to talk about on that. So in this castle, there's fly paper hanging from the ceiling with jiggling flies on them. Yeah. And I, 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 where have you ever seen that? I don't recall. I don't think it, yeah. I played thousands of games. I don't know. The next boss, you got me. All I can guess is he's a Japanese uh, celebrity. I don't think he's Ken and Kato. No, I, I don't know no. who he is, but he's this but, Japanese uh, celebrity, I guess, comedian. Yes? Wearing like a tanuki suit. And he's wearing the raccoon costume suit, complete with the floor-dragging testicles again. Yeah, yeah, because it wouldn't be. Without those testicles. All he does is jump up and down. There's a disco ball in this, too. So, I mean, it must have something to do with this celebrity. Sorry that I'm ignorant about this. And he makes crap fall from the ceiling while you're 
antagonist runs on the screen and throws those round bombs at you. He is the final boss. You defeat the final boss of the... Why is it... So this celebrity is... You know what? Maybe it's the owner of uh, Taito. Who the hell knows? Yeah, there you go. But why he's in a disco ball, I don't know. Why is he in a discotheque, I don't know. Anyway, and why is shit falling from the ceiling? So it must have to do with that character. Yeah. You defeat him, but... Another twist here. The ceiling falls on top of Hanataka. Only your head is sticking up. The rest of your body is stuck. And you're at the mercy of the evil... I guess the raccoon... Oh, by the way, every animal that you shoot turns into a tiny raccoon and falls off screen. Yeah. Or whatever that creature is. Chipmunk? I don't know. It looks like a tanuki. I mean, because that's big okay. in Japanese culture. Okay. Yeah. I guess they're all mystically turned into that. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what that spell is about, not making everything tanukis. Tunu- yeah. tu- tunu- tunics. <laughs> Hack them. Um, <laughs> but surprise, your buddy, the fox, does this superhero jump from three quarters up the screen with his giant wooden hammer and he squishes accordion style the enemy and he saves mm-hmm your ass at that point oh by the way there's the bugs bunny traps in this i forgot all about the bugs bunny traps so sometimes they'll hide the presents which contain your power-ups under the bugs bunny trap which is the wooden stick with the box or in this case the shell on top of it so that if you hit the wooden stick the shell will fall on top of you so you have to you you can get them there's speed power-ups in this you always have to practice with these speed power-ups in shooting games because sometimes you don't just stop at a certain speed and sometimes you get ridiculously fast that you can't even control your shit. Yep. This yeah, one you're okay, like though. Turning up the sensitivity on, like, normal games these days. Indeed. And then you get the end cutscenes. Now, we spoiled the whole game for you, but it doesn't matter. You're still going to want to see this stuff because it's even funnier than we can explain. And the end cutscenes yeah. show that now... All of the Tanukis are now relegated to be uh, circus performers, pinatas, and sad sacks that have to peek in on the fox and the long-nosed goblin having fun and recreation. Yeah. And that's that part it. was a little creepy. Now they're subjugated. Yeah. by. So it's a bunch of Polaroids and credits roll. <laughs> that's right. And that's how a lot of the chip games are when you get into the CD games. Boy, uh, as I mentioned before, you get into that amazing turbo graphics pixel anime art. And this is why I stress to all people that li- like anime if you want to see some heavy frames of animated pixel art, you need the turbo graphics and the TG16 games. And you can play these TG16 games on, on uh, emulators. But the opening of East, even though that doesn't have a lot of animation, it has fantastic voice. And, of course, one of my favorite games is, of course, the Castlevania Dracula X, which has a, an amazing opening. Yeah, it has an amazing opening. It's in German initially as Dracula Rises. And then the prequel to it is uh, Simon Belmont riding. By the way, when I was a dunner, if you know what a dunner is, a person that collects on debts. When I was a dunner, and you always have a fake name because you don't want people to kill you, find you, and kill you. 
<laughs> so when I when, when I was a Dunner, my name was uh, Mr. Belmont, and I was so happy about that because they give you the names. You you can't make up your names, and I was Mr. Belmont. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm Castlevania. You're like Belmont, Simon Belmont, capture everyone. Pay your whips. bills. <laughs> Go put a pot pie in the oven. Come back to the phone, and we'll work something out. That was another <laughs> one of my sayings. <laughs> <laughs> that is Hanatakadaka. My friend Kevin, did I expose you to a gem? It was fun to play through. I don't think I would revisit it. It was it was definitely interesting, and it definitely, once again, gives me the WTF Japan feel. <laughs> and I enjoyed it for what it was worth. It was a nice surprise seeing stuff like the Freddy and Jason and Godzilla and, you know, those references and the Abdullah the Butcher reference. Like, that's a, that's a name I haven't thought of in a while. Mm. So it was cool to see that. And it was fun to see what you could get away with back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s as far as, like, copywriting stuff you know or like oh using yeah material. oh yeah because obviously that shit wouldn't fly today no you know like if you came out with anything like this today it would it wouldn't even get past qa that's before, why revenge you know. of shinobi when it came out for the genesis had batman had uh, spider-man and had uh terminator and had mm-hmm. real godzilla that was skinned a giant one uh, and yeah. then after they, of course, they came to America, they had to pull that version that w- that was out that I have uh, and uh, replace it with uh, Pink Spider Guy and mm-hmm. <laughs> Skeleton Already Godzilla. So, <laughs> yeah, the Japanese shit is full of copyrighted material. For- well, I'm sorry that it, it wasn't one of your favorite games because uh, I thought I'd really, <laughs> you know, give you a good one. Uh, I mean, it was fine. Are, are I like side-scroller thing? shooters, so it was fun to just, okay. It was yeah, it was fun to go through. Okay, yeah. good. Another thing I neglected to mention: it is another shooter where because you are a person, you can walk across the ground. You don't do that very much in here, but mm-hmm. uh, you can walk across the ground. Hanatakadaka yourself. This has been should be Arcade Weekly. Should be Arcade Weekly because it, you would easily find this game in an arcade back in the day and it's actually surprising that Taito did not release this in the arcades. Go ahead Kevin give the things about what you do. (laughs) I run a podcast as well called the 8-Bit Geek. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere you find your podcast. We talk about geek stuff you know weekly video game movies, comic book news and we just have a blast. We also do some missed connections so come check us out. We're pretty fun. And then also, because of the Abdullah the Butcher reference, uh, we also run a wrestling podcast, me and Mike do, called Divas, Dropkicks, and Dives, that mm. we will be at this year's all-in event in Chicago with our own booth for a day. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Whoa. Yeah. Have you ever I'm seen me really on wrestling? Yeah, you work a lot with Chikara. Yeah, I've seen to, your, yeah. you do your stuff. I did with, five uh, years of, uh, of Podcast of Go-Go, the, the uh, first uh, yeah, 250 episodes. Yeah, I saw him do, like, I think it was, what, it was episode 500, and he went to your house. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Came over to Kansas City once when um, NWL was still around, and he put on a clinic, and that was really cool. But, yeah, I mean, I'm all in on that stuff. If you ever want a special wrestling moment, then come talk to us on uh, Diva Shop Kicks and Dives. And on the Twitter and all the other things, you just look yeah. up The 8-Bit Geek, and mm-hmm. then you can get to all the stuff that you have. Yeah. And of course, so we talk games, then you Google we talk games, and then you find out all that other shit. You know how to do it. Don't bing us, though. <laughs> you know, the end. Are you using reverse psychology here? No, don't bing us. I'm just saying, never bing me. Don't bing us. If you do want to bing us, bing Google. 
and then do the search for us in Google. <laughs> hey, I hope that you like us. Kevin will be joining me again. We're going to do other Should Be Arcade Weeklies during summer programming on We Talk Games. Thanks, everybody. I hope that you like me. Bye-bye. Just me. Tell them